All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, what's happening? I was wearing shorts last week. Now today it's snowing in downtown Toronto, but can we complain? It means winter is here and maybe a long, long season ahead for your Toronto Maple Leafs. It's the hump day edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga once again flying solo on today's edition. Jay Rosehill, by the way, will be back tomorrow, as he mentioned, back on Monday. He'll be at uh, Disneyland with his family. So we'll get to him uh, coming up in about five or six minutes. Three hits with Rosie, a staple on this program when Rosie can't be on here. And we'll get his thoughts and reaction to that impressive, impressive victory against the Pittsburgh Penguins last night for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Remember to subscribe, smash that like button, leave us a review. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest happening with the Toronto Maple Leafs as they get set to host the New Jersey Devils coming up on Thursday night. That's going to be an unbelievable game. The Devils are an absolute heater right now. They've won 10 in a row. They're 13-3-0 through 16 games to start the season. And the best thing about it, they were, they were calling for Lindy Ruff's head in the first three, four games of the season in Newark. And now all of a sudden they're thanking him in terms of crowd noise and crowd reaction. It's amazing how quickly things can change. And of course, we know that in this market as well. We're live on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions, make sure to hit me up in the YouTube chat down below. I'll get to those later on. And sure, I think a lot has changed in the conversation and the narrative in these parts and maybe the last little while. But still, it's a body of work. There's a lot of room to grow for this team and certainly feeling much better about life than they did back in October. Um, should mention as well, lots to recap on today's show. We'll get to the Pens-Leafs recap 
certainly the big story to that one is Matt Murray making his return. And I neglected to mention on yesterday's show, by the way, it was actually his first game back in Pittsburgh. This is how injured this guy has been. It's been like years since he was a Pittsburgh Penguin. In fact, it was October 2020 when he was dealt from Pittsburgh to Ottawa. That was his first game back. And I love the revenge narrative. You all know that. Um, so we'll get to that in mere moments. As mentioned, three hits of Rosie. And uh, another guest on today's show, former Leaf, current TSN hockey analyst Frankie Corrado and former Pittsburgh Penguin and Vancouver Canuck will drop by. We'll get his thoughts. Um, I always love to get the players' perspective on what's going on. Certainly, it was a tough start, 4-4-2 and two in October. The Leafs now 5-1-1 one, and one through seven games here in November. So, you know, as expected, I would say, considering what they've done the last couple of years and the body of work specifically in the month of November, the last couple of seasons, we all knew this was coming bit of a heater. Sheldon Keefe jumbles up the lines last night. It seemed to work. Uh, John Tavares, again, we'll get to him too, but there's a lot of positives to grab from this Leafs team, so Frankie Corrado is coming up. But for now, let's uh, let's get over the boards. I love my revenge, and uh, none bigger than last night, at least, for Matt Murray returns his first game since making an appearance and playing in the season opener against the Montreal Canadiens, where he made 19 stops. But he makes 35 saves. In my wildest dreams, I could not have predicted it for a variety of reasons. Among them, this guy's always hurt. But he played the entire game. I thought he was really good. Uh, it was, to me, sort of the same old script we've seen from this Leafs team all season. I, I think they've played maybe one or two complete games, at least in my eyes. Uh, they were far from complete last night. They had a really good first period, really good third period. But the second period, um, Pittsburgh was giving it to them a bit. And I think if it weren't for Matt Murray, that team, this team would be in trouble. Um, he he was really, really good last night. So was Michael Bunting, who had two goals and an assist. John Tavares, one and one, his 400th career goal. It just, again, you could only say so much about John Tavares, his importance to being the captain of this team, but certainly the way he started this season with a vengeance, like there's a chip on his shoulder, which you love to see. I think he's been brilliant. And I think in general, uh, the top six had a different look, as mentioned last night, and they each brought something different, a unique aspect to the table. I thought Kerfoot was good. I thought clearly Mitch Marner was good. By the way, Mitch Marner's got the quietest 10-game point streak going right now. He has 14 points, three goals, 11 assists, and uh, it just shows you how polarizing Mitch Marner can be. The fact that he's probably playing far from his best game right now and still has 14 points in the last 10 and continues to rack up points left and right. But I thought he looked really good. All in all, with John Tavares. But to me, those are the the talking points. Clearly, the 35 stops from Matt Murray, his first game since the season opener. And again, his return to Pittsburgh. You love to see that. Michael Bunting, again, I don't know if you can call it a sophomore slump when the guy's approaching 30, but he is coming off a ridiculously good rookie campaign, as we know. Uh, but he's really, really struggled to find his identity so far this season. And I think that was a building block game last night. He looked really, really strong, crashing the net, doing his thing, mixing it up a bit when the Leafs needed it, specifically in the second period. So you love to see that from a guy like Michael Bunting, who had two and one in that game. And five different Leafs notching multi-point efforts. But that's the expectation for this team. So they lose on Friday. And I talked about it uh, after the game on Friday. How it wasn't like they were playing Patrick Waugh or Marc-Andre Fleury. It was Casey DeSmith, who has primarily been a backup. Not even prim primarily. He's been a backup in his NHL career, and they finally tested him last night. So uh, he makes, what, 28 saves in that game, 875 save percentage. But I feel like they made it much more difficult for him. And I think you have to credit the Leafs, especially in the second period. I don't know about any of you watching right now or listening. 
was like, here we fucking go again, right? They were up three nothing, you know, early on in the second, and here comes Pittsburgh back the other way. I'm not even going to touch on the Rasmus Sandin giveaway again because that's been a story throughout the early season for this team. And it's not just Sandin, but again, he has been the victim uh, of of heinous giveaways now and again throughout the early start to this season. But I'm going to cut them some slack. They won the game 5-2. That's all that matters. But for more on this one, uh, as reference off the top, Jay Rosehill, three hits with Rosie. Let's get to it, baby. Hey guys, big night for the Maple Leafs. 5-2 win against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Huge redemption game. Loved what happened. Not much wrong with that at all, if you ask me. I'm going to go through my three points from earlier on and see how these Leafs got it done and see what they stacked up to some of these three hits that I thought were important to the game. Number one, did they show up and play pissed off? Like I said, it was a redemption game from Friday. They just played the Penguins and lost to them at home. They wanted to come out and establish dominance early on, three nothing lead. I think that says all you need to know. They, they came out, they dictated the game. They started uh, with the lead. They did not relinquish it. They just continued to build on it. That's as good as you can ask for on the road, especially. Number two, shut down Malkin, Sid, Gensel, Latang. These guys don't let their stars be a factor. Woohoo-wee! Crosby minus four, Gensel minus five, Latang minus four. That's a good way to get a green jacket if you ask for me. If you ask me, not great look for those guys at all. Crosby had his one tickle there. A quick turnover by Sandine doesn't bother me at all. The puck bobbles on him or he just whiffs on a puck. I'd way rather have that problem than him make a poor decision, panic with the puck, unload a pizza up the middle, just want it off his stick because he's panicking. He doesn't know what the hell to do with it. Those problems are 10 times worse than a guy whiffing on a puck. Doesn't bother me at all. So other than that, those big boys got next to nothing. And that's a great sign when you're playing high-caliber team who just took it to you a couple of days ago, beat you in your home barn, and you shut those guys like that. I mean, those numbers are atrocious. So I imagine they're licking their wounds right about now. Number three, team defense. Uh, obviously, you got Matt Murray in there. He hasn't played in a long time. And, you know, he's got that one start, which he got hurt on this year for the Maple Leafs and before that I mean it's been like a half a year since this guy's played a game obviously tons of rust on him so you want to play that big defensive game in front of them and I really thought they did a good job managing the puck managing the game you know they they got up by a pretty substantial lead three goals you know their only hiccup was kind of in that first 10 minutes of the second period where they let uh, Pittsburgh back in the game a little bit what do they do do they choke on it do they freak out do they grip their sticks no they put the hammer down again and just take off and become uncatchable and it ended up as a 5-2 win pretty solid if you ask me i also want to touch on bunting you know this guy's been thrown around the lineup uh he was a staple on that first line early and it hasn't exactly gone his way this year has he folded has he pouted has he gone into a shell none of those things he's done everything he's asked He's been asked of, he's played on every different line you could ask for, including the fourth line, somewhere he's not really used to lately. So I really appreciate the way this guy's showing character and it's paying off right now. So great win by the Maple Leafs, a huge November, and we just want to keep this thing going. Every win is a climb in the standing. So great to see. Oh, yes, you love to see that former Leaf Jay Rosehill giving his uh, three hits with Rosie here. And again, he'll be back tomorrow in full scope from Disneyland. And he's very, very excited about this Maple Leafs victory. 5-2 the final. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Without further ado, we go from one form of leaf to another. We're happy to bring in um, Frankie Corrado, current TSN hockey analyst. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Not much, buddy. How you doing? Not bad. What do you think of this? I did this for you, first and foremost. I'm not sure how you feel about soccer. I'm like that fair weather guy. I'm a hockey baseball guy, but I'm wearing the Italian yeah. jersey because we're not going to fucking see it next week, right? No. I, and listen, I'm a fair weather guy as well. Uh, if Italy was in, I would have a hard time going against Canada, I think. Like, I'm born in Canada. I'm Canadian. And it's really cool to see Canada there. So I'll be cheering Canada on. Um, it would just be difficult to see those two teams go head to head. Of course, the doorbell had to ring and my dog's now barking. But we will, we will persevere. We'll get through this. No worries. No worries, my dude. I, I'm, I'm right there with you when it comes to the World Cup. And I'm hearing that the games are going to be at like 5 a.m. too. You hate those Amazon delivery guys, man. They show up at the worst, worst time. But The thing the is, like, I don't game, even know what I ordered. I don't, I don't know what's, what's at the door here. I have, I have no clue. We'll, 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 you know, we'll figure it out. She got them on the show. Um, so, so last night, and there's a variety of routes we can go with, um, you know, I'm big into this revenge narrative and I should reference, and I did reference earlier on your former Pittsburgh Penguin, your former Toronto Maple Leafs. So that was like the, uh, the Frankie Corrado Derby last night, but are you a subscriber in revenge, man? Cause that was one of Matt Murray's best games in like years, I think. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. And I, a little bit sad that I never got to play in a, a Maple Leafs revenge game because it, it feels like anytime someone plays the Leafs, they, they kind of light them up. I can't believe what's going on here. Um, no anyways, uh, um, but I thought I thought it was fantastic. I thought he did a great job. And, um, you know, just just the fact that he was able to get through the game and, and we'll see how he feels going forward here. But 
Um, he was so competitive in the game, and, and that's what kind of stuck out to me. It's the fact that, you know, you're playing your, your old team, you're going to a, an old building that you're familiar with for a number of different reasons, and then you, you found a way to, you know, make some big saves from point-blank range. And um, it, was, it, was a, it was a really good sign, the fact that he was able to get through that. And there's a lot of pressure on a guy in that situation, especially when you talk about the revenge and all that kind of stuff factoring in. So uh, very encouraging from Matt Murray. Yeah, I think encouraging would be the word I would use. But as we've learned, Frankie, like you just have to tread carefully with this guy, right? And I'm sure you've played with guys throughout your career where it's like you just know something's going to happen. Man, I'm trying to stay positive. Maybe I'm that pessimistic buddy is Italian. But well, I was that guy. How- like, I'll tell you, I'll tell yeah. you, like, I was that guy who was always hurt or always trying to come back from an injury. And it's like, you know, yeah. you take two, four weeks, you take six months, you take nine months. And like, eventually the body just kind of, you, you lose control over it, right? Like, it just... It's going to do what it's going to do. And so Matt Murray's in that stage right now. But I will say this, like no player wants to be on the shelf. No one wants to be hurt. Like everyone wants to be out there competing. And Matt Murray's no different. Like it's, he's a highly competitive guy. He's won two Stanley Cups. So like this is not a guy who, who wants to be on the sideline right now. It's just, again, it's it's tough for me because I don't know if you would agree, but like for me, I think it's like an 82-game preparation, if you will, for the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think many are in agreement this team's going to make it, but to put my faith and for Kyle Dubas to put a faith his faith in certainly a guy he knew, it's just tough for me to swallow, man. Like just given the history, given the fact that he played what one game then gets hurt, like I don't know what to expect. And that scares me because, again, there's, there's Stanley, Stanley Cup aspirations with this team, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because when you looked at the goalie market in the summer, it's like, where well, you're not going to spend money on Darcy Kemper. You, you made a, a decision that you weren't going to bring Jack Campbell back. So it's a little bit of outside-of-the-box thinking, which Kyle Dubas has done, you know, his whole time here as, as a Toronto Maple Leaf. So um, I, I know, like, that the injury history doesn't necessarily make it feel like it's a warm and fuzzy situation. But if you feel like you have the staff that can make, you know, Matt Murray – healthy or at least find ways to get him healthy at the right time. Like we always talk about the playoffs, right? And um, if Matt Murray's playing well at the right time in the playoffs and he's healthy, you know, maybe that's something that puts you over the edge. I like the fact that they did essentially hedge their bets on two guys, you know, with something to prove. And now I've been saying this for a little while now when it comes to Matt Murray, he was in a situation in Pittsburgh with a team that has championship aspirations. He goes to Ottawa for a lot of money And you're essentially going there saying, I'm going to make a lot of money, but I'm going to get caved in every single night. And your purpose as a player, um, it's very different when it comes to that. So now he comes into a situation in Toronto where really priority number one is stay healthy. And priority number two is going to be like, you're going to have a team in front of you that can win games despite your performance right and and that's not saying matt murray's gonna not perform he's a very good goaltender when he's healthy and playing well so that just tells me that like this guy he's he's able to find some purpose here and if he can do that and stay healthy like he's gonna give them a very good chance as we saw last night yeah and to that point it's like show me a good goalie show me a good system like vtech vanacek the the leafs are going to see new jersey on thursday they've won 10 in a row and certainly a much different vanacek so far than we saw with the washington capitals John Tavares, uh, one goal, one assist, career goal number 400. I'm sure he grew up uh, around the same time this guy was popping around junior. What have you made of his career so far? And and to me, I've always said this. Like, I think he's the perfect sort of guy to have as the captain in Toronto. Would you agree? 
you know, it, it, it's an interesting point because when I, when I think of the best player on the team, I think of Matthews. And oftentimes mm-hmm. it's like you, you want your best player to lead the way. But I think John Tavares is such a great pro. Like everything, you know, I've skated with him in the summers. I've obviously met him, played against him, all that kind of stuff. He's such a great professional and, and he does a lot of things the right way. So, you know, if you have young players, you know, it's a, it's a great guy to look up to. Um, and, you know, like when I look at his career, I, I think he's kind of gone about his business relatively quietly. Right. Like there's, you know, you're, you're putting the points up right now. He's got 913 points in 966 games. And we always like to talk about Crosby, McDavid, Kucherov, like all these kind of guys being in the top five in the league. But, you know, it seems like Tavares doesn't really get that kind of status, even when he was uh, playing for the Islanders. So, um, listen, for him to score his 400th goal last night, it's a great achievement. He goes about things the right way. He's, he's a great leader for this team. And, you know, d- despite the contract, which is, you know, what a lot of people get hung up on, he's come to this team and he's provided. Like, he's, you know, he's done his share. And whether you think it's $11 million's worth, that, that may be a, a little rich, but that was the cost to get him at the time. And so you made a, an organizational decision there. And, um, but, you know, what? To, to say that he hasn't held up his end of the bargain would be wrong. He's, he's been a good pro and he's done well here in Toronto. Yeah, I think he's been exceptional, not just on the ace, but off the ace. And again, it just nothing seems to phase the guy. And I think especially, as you know, in this market, you need a guy like that. And I think he's a perfect shill for guys like Matthews and Marner and Nylander. Uh, Rasmus Sandin, I want to get to something you're familiar with, and that's the back end and playing the blue line, especially here in Toronto. Um, is this a, you know, is Sandin a victim of, you know, a classic victim of a, another guy or an example of another guy who should have maybe utilized his full time in camp? Cause he comes midway through, he's just been chasing it all year. I felt it's tough. I actually, so I've done that a couple times during a season just yeah. because of injuries. So if I, I've had to join a team in November, I've had to join a team in, in October and, and it is tough. And I, I think the, the earlier you get to camp. You know, you have a good summer at home, but you get to camp, you kind of get acclimated with things. Like, you just pulled up my, my minus 24. That's very there distracting is, to see. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's tough for me to talk about defensemen uh, when I was a career minus 24. Uh, but, you know, I will say the, uh, the, the reason why I was always playing was because teams were pretty depleted with injury issues. So that's why I had to eat a lot of minuses. That's my excuse there. But, um, you know, for Rasmus Sandin, like he plays a a relatively busy kind of game, obviously like, like really good puck mover, not afraid to hold on to that puck, the, the extra second from time to time. And every once in a while, like you'll make a pretty glaring mistake when you play that way. And I think for the most part this season, his, his game has been a little quieter than it usually is. And I didn't mind that. Like, I don't mind seeing that. Um, but it is one of those things where, you know, when you have a summer like you had where you, you know, you hold out for a contract, you miss a little bit of camp and the narrative surrounding you is like, yeah, you know, I think I should be a top four guy. There's a lot of internal pressure that you put on yourself that way. And a lot of times guys play their best hockey when it's like, it's free flowing. There's no pressure. You kind of have a, a nothing to lose situation. And as, as a younger player, that's what it felt like for Rasmus Sandin. He just kind of came up, he did his thing, he did the head fakes, and, you know, he's a really, really effective player. Um, so, you know, for, for him now, it's, it's how do you manage that pressure and how do you kind of take it off yourself, right? Like, get back to that mindset where you were just this, this young, naive kid in the league, you know, slinging really nice passes up the middle of the ice, a lot of poise on the blue line, poise behind your net. Um, you know, so I, I, I think it's in there for him. It's a little, it's a little bit mental, but... 
Um, you know, he's, he's definitely, he can definitely find it is what I'm trying to say. So I heard you guys yesterday in overdrive and you're doing a phenomenal job once again, this season, filling in, talking about potential targets. You talked about Anaheim. Uh, I actually highlighted a guy like Shevin, Kevin Shattenkirk, who I think has really evolved from an offensive dynamo to some more, more of like a hybrid type guy. And again, you can add in the fact that he's won if you, you know, you put stock into something like that, but in terms of your opinion, obviously we're still far away. Jordy Benz looked pretty good in the last couple of games. You're without Brody, but do they have to add at least at least one defenseman, in your opinion, by the deadline? Yeah, I'm I've been thinking about this a little bit. And a lot of people think you need to make yeah. a big splash on defense. And I'm I'm kind of of the mindset that you kind of just need like a serviceable guy. You need a serviceable guy with with bigger, rangier guy who can play down low, maybe break up some cycles, that kind of guy. But mm -hmm. if you have more cap room and you have more assets why not go out and get more firepower because we've seen up front you know there's been tinkering of the lines you know Alex Kerfoot's playing in the top six he's a good player but I I would prefer to see him lower in the lineup like I just think if you've you've kind of built this team based on offense and firepower and you've come such a long way as far as developing the defensive side of the puck with this group why not go out and just go all out with 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 offense and find a guy who can play in that top six and you know he's not a guy that you're gonna have to drop into your bottom six because he's not producing like I think internally we would have thought Nick Robertson would have been that solution at some point but yeah. it hasn't come to fruition and he's a young player it's not fair to put that burden on his shoulders he should be on his own kind of timeline not anyone else's timeline so you know I, I think if you have money if you have assets there's two things like you know, you hope your goalies stay healthy so you don't have to make a move there. You go and get a serviceable D-man because eventually TJ Brody's going to be back and you hope that Sandine and Lilligren keep taking the next step as young players. Then you go out and you find a top six forward and you say, we're going we're gonna to outpower teams because, you know, we have such, this, such a great core up front already. Our team defense is much better under Sheldon Keith, so why not go out and add more firepower? Yeah, ultimately, I think you look around the league and you start you, you try to figure out some guys, namely the Anaheim Ducks, could make some sense certainly there. But uh, you know, I'll tie this into a question we have from Gabe here on the YouTube chat about trying to fit Nick Robertson back into the lineup, and I'll go further to that. Would you use Nick Robertson as a chip to potentially get said guy? Yeah, perhaps. I, I wouldn't have an yeah. issue with that, and and it's yeah. we can't get married to to prospects too much. I Agreed. think, yeah. you know, organizations, fans, we really do that. But um, because it sucks. It sucks when you move on from a prospect and they go blossom somewhere else. I think you have to have a good feel for that as an organization. Um, the other thing with that, too, is like a guy like Nick Robertson, he may come into his own at 25, 26 years old. So you don't necessarily know what you're giving up. But at this point, you can say, like, you know, we're, we're kind of in this win-now mode. Like, you look at your, your contracts and when they're expiring and who's here now, it's like, you know, you, you almost do have to try and make a move like that. I, listen, I like Nick Robertson. I think he's a very talented player. He's a young player. He's, you know, he's going to grow into his own in this league. But um, when, when you're talking about the Maple Leafs team that's thinking win-now, um, you know, you can't have too many things that are off the table as far as trading pieces goes. Yeah, the other problem with him is what his brother's doing with the Dallas Stars, Jason, is on a different planet. So ultimately, you get the comparison right, right away. Uh, last one before I let you go. You're very lighthearted about your career, which I love about you. Uh, which NHL barn had the best press box spread, Frankie? 
Yeah. Well, it's tough to go against Montreal because they had the good, um, the good hot dogs up there. Um, yeah. And it seemed like there was just like no limit on them. Washington was an undercover one. They had like this whole candy spread, which is not great uh, for the health, but it was pretty delicious. And um, Toronto's pretty good. Like I would kind of mosey my way over there, grab a slice every once in a while or, or some mm-hmm. popcorn, but um it got to the point i'll be honest with you where i was just kind of like hanging around in the bowels of the stadium like watching on a random tv somewhere in like my shorts and t-shirt because um i was just sick of going up to the press box so i would always like scavenge some stuff down below or up top and it was tough to beat montreal though yeah i agree as you know i am from montreal uh the hot dog steam a can't be beaten and it's sort of funny too even working with gord stelic a couple of years ago doing the pre-intermission and post uh, on the radio it's funny you just walk around with the players in the press box like routinely every game i'd be making a tea or a coffee right beside Ilya mikhaev you know when he had the uh, laceration on his forearm yeah like every game yeah. i would just bump into this guy and like shoot the shit randomly like it's just like sort it of becomes a routine yeah. It also becomes a routine <laughs> yeah. for you. Like now I'm up there doing the games with the tap, man. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like after our last, you know, hit, I go and grab a coffee or I go grab popcorn. It's like, oh, it's the same guy doing the same thing every game. Like we all have our little routine, routine whether it's players or, or media up top. Do they have those ice cream sandwiches still at Scotiabank Arena? They do. And uh, the tap man just lays a beat down on those. <laughs> it's always funny it's always the vets man it, it is always the vets who creep into that so if you're late to the party you ain't getting one and i'll just close by yeah. saying scotiabank arena popcorn man is undefeated i think it's some of the best it popcorn is. i've ever tasted it's yeah. it's really really good i don't know like if you ever find yourself in belleville covering a belleville senators game but very close rival have, yeah. down the 401 in belleville yeah <laughs> fair enough good to know frankie uh, excellent job keep up the great work and we'll talk soon okay All right. I'll have to come back on because my dog was barking for about 10 minutes of this hit. So hopefully we can uh, do one in the quiet next time. It's okay. All good, my man. Thank you so much. See you, buddy. There you have it. Frankie Corrado, former Toronto Maple Leaf. The guy's an absolute stud. And again, I'm I'm biased too. He's Italian. So uh, thank you to Frankie for, uh, for dropping by. The World Cup coming up next week. I get to wear my Italy sweater right now, but... They're not in it. So if anybody wants to alert me in the chat, please go ahead. But again, thank you to Frankie. Um, and again, it's a unique perspective. I always love getting the perspective with Rosie about a former player being in this league. Ditto for Frankie Corrado, who played in this league. I, for one, have not played in the NHL, so I can't give you that perspective. That's why I bring people on who can. Um, so with that in mind, the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points Back Canada. Two for two on the week. Let's try to make it three for three. For tonight's look, I'm going to Ottawa, the nation's capital, the Buffalo Sabres in town on the back-to-back. Another shot prop. Surprise, surprise. Timothy Stutzla, over two and a half shots on goal at plus money. You're looking at around plus 100 in the value there. He's cleared in five of the last six of that number. He's centering Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux. And as mentioned, the Buffalo Sabres on the back-to-back. So I wonder if fatigue could be setting in. Another big one for Ottawa. You have to think DJ Smith could be on the hot seat. So I'm looking for Tim Stutzla, especially with no Thomas Shabbat in the lineup, especially on the power play to shoot that puck. Let's see it tonight, Stutzla. There you have it. It's blinking on your screen right there. So that's going to do it. That's going to wrap for this uh, hump day, this Wednesday edition of the show. Again, can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, Lots lined up. The New Jersey Devils in town. The Devils on 10 games in a row visiting the Maple Leafs. Uh, 
in general, both those teams humming along right now. So can't wait for that one. I mentioned VTech Vanacek's been on fire, Matt Murray. And it's again, you, you get lost in the shuffle because of how long this year has truly been through almost a 20 game mark. Matt Murray will make his regular season home debut as expected or expected, I should say, coming up tomorrow night. Nothing confirmed just yet, but yeah, like that's how long this guy's been out. First game of his Leafs career came at the Bell Centre in Montreal, and presumably he will start his regular season home debut Thursday against the New Jersey Devils. They'll need a lot of the same type of effort if they want to win that game. Should mention as well, uh, coming up tomorrow, our guests are all big. Frankie Corrado's a stud. Obviously, yesterday was big with Barry Trotz. Edge, WWE's Edge. If you're a wrestling fan, you'll want to tune in tomorrow. Adam Copeland, yes, Edge will be dropping by. Big time Leafs fan. Of course, you've seen him around the ranks on TV, WWE, in the wrestling world for a long, long period of time. We're going to talk some Maple Leafs. And Jay Rosehill is going to be back tomorrow. So Edge coming up tomorrow. You do not want to miss that episode for now. I'm going to bid you farewell. Once again, many thanks to Frankie Corrado for dropping by. The Leafs feeling good about life here in November. Take care. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 